0: Hello and welcome to Sideways. Have you ever made something more difficult for yourself or made it harder to change because of believing something that someone once told you or taught you that turns out not to be true? Well, an example of that would be when people say, I think I've just got an addictive personality. Turns out there's no such thing. So we're talking about the factors that do influence our likelihood of having addiction issues. In addition to that, we're talking about Tibetan singing bowls, social media influencing, episode numbering conventions, and the sad demise of pick and mix. The myth of an addictive personality. Come on. All right. Yes, good morning. How's things? You always put your telephone voice on the start of an episode, don't you?
1: morning. Yes,
0: can I help you? is that how you speak to um do you speak to prospective clients like that when you first meet them
1: probably i think we'll have we all put on different airs and graces i mean depending on who we're speaking to
0: if you're if if the potential client is called blimey i'll bet you do a bit of that instead don't you
1: oh yeah you probably go proper company some. you know i mean As it going you've got to you it's all about flexibility <laughs>
0: If someone's Australian, do you try and do an Australian accent?
1: I think that would be a very bad idea, don't you?
0: Do you, do you call prospective Australian uh, um, clients cobber?
1: I think, again, it would probably tend to alienate the person and be very condescending towards their culture. So no, I
0: wouldn't, but thanks for asking. Yeah, just checking. Uh, so no side effects then after your second vaccine?
1: No, none not as yet. No, it was 6.30 last evening I had it and um
0: seemed to be okay at the moment, yeah. Oh, plenty of time for that to kick in anyway.
1: Well, well, that's right. I'd, I'd, I'd uh, made sure I had all my notes all sorted out and everything. I was all ready to go. Um, so I didn't have anything to, to worry about in case I started to feel ill. But no, it's
0: all all right at the moment, mate. Didn't watching the Champions League final make you feel ill?
1: Um, <laughs> I, did, well, it was a, I think the best team won at the end of the day. And the, it, was, it was far superior watched in the previous week's Europa League final, which was an absolute drab affair.
0: I had, a, I had a strange, re- well, it wasn't a strange realisation, I think I knew this anyway, but I was just thinking about it this morning when I was having a wee, so I thought I'd mention it.
1: Okay, uh, good.
0: When I, when I watched that game, obviously, you know, I'm not particularly interested in either team, but I found at the end of it, because the result wasn't the result that I kind of wanted, I felt that... I'd kind of wasted my time watching the game. Whereas, <laughs> if the situation had been different, I'd have thought, "Oh, that was quite a good way of spending a couple of hours." It's quite odd, isn't it? Really, it's very much a a kind of illustration of the um, destination being more important than the journey.
1: Well, you could read that into 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 your your viewing uh, process. Yeah, I suppose. Yeah, yeah, I could. I mean, it, it was. Um, I I quite enjoyed it. Uh, but again, it's not, it's not the same unless you've got a vested interest in one of the teams. There's still that there's the, you don't have that horrible, nervy, edgy, sick feeling
0: the whole way through. But surely whenever you watch something like that, whenever you watch sport, you must be rooting for one side or the other. I mean, like people yeah. talk about the neutral, but does anybody ever watch anything in sporting terms, completely neutral?
1: I think you always, you always choose one side for exactly that effect. Cause you would, you like to cheer on one. I always like to cheer on the underdog. Um, but um, I don't think last night that was probably the case
0: No Anyway, why have you got us talking about football?
1: I don't know it's, 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 uh, You went straight into it I don't think I dragged us down that road But I'm always happy to talk about football, <laughs> as you know
0: <laughs> Anyway, I don't suppose that's what you want to talk about Is it the Champions League final?
1: No, no, I want to do well we, it's, This is the start of our new season, isn't it? This oh, is, crikey, um, yeah, yeah.
0: We, haven't done any, we didn't do any pre-season training, did we?
1: We didn't really went straight away. It'd be, it'd be the same old drivel as season three and two and one, but you know, it's a, it, just, it just suits my need to have these episodes neatly lined up into sort of six monthly sections of 26 episodes each. It gives a nice... To my, I, I want to speak. <laughs> <laughs> no, you've trampled all over me now. I, I, go on, I'm going to let you go. No, go on, you go. <laughs> go on. I was, I was just going to say it gives nice symmetry to my spreadsheet. I was trying to set you up so you could ridicule me, but you... For some reason, you wouldn't let me joke.
0: <laughs> <laughs> no, I was having this. Co- the reason I, I was I was interjecting was I was having this conversation the other day with uh, my daughter, and um, we thought uh, actually wouldn't t- twenty five would have been a good number, wouldn't it?
1: No, it doesn't fit nearly into a year, then, does it? You, can, well, you know, would, yeah, but it makes a with-
0: nice makes a nice you know round hundred after four seasons.
1: No, no, I don't like. I like it in the in the year thing, so I can I can tell exactly how long we've been doing it for.
0: What you mean is you just like it your way, uh, pretty much. Yeah, Yeah, you're yeah. a control freak, aren't you? <laughs> no, I wouldn't say that. No, it's just it fell in. Need.
1: I was given I was given control of that anyway. I don't think I had to freak myself into it. <laughs> I feel like I'm under <laughs> coercive control. Working with you, <laughs> you need to see a proper therapist. Get you to see how to deal with that.
0: Actually, talking of pre-season, um, did I ever tell you that uh, uh, once in pre-season I walked past uh, KFC in Maidstone and I saw all the Maidstone United squad in there tucking into some bargain buckets? <laughs> did you? <laughs> yeah, I, I think that I, might I have been imagine. the year. I think that was the year they got relegated.
1: <laughs> well, yeah, go, yeah, I can't imagine Arsene Wenger, bringing in any strict dietary requirements for his players, <laughs> would have would have troddled them all off to down to KFC
0: anyway um So, what do you want to talk about today?
1: I wanted to talk about the the my my title at this week is the myth of the addictive personality.
0: Oh, okay, good.
1: I mean, it's, it's, I it's you know a lot to... about it because I don't. I <laughs> know oh, loads, mate. <laughs> <laughs> no, I was going to lean heavily upon you this week, so this might be a short episode, <laughs> mightn't it? <laughs> no, it yeah. it's, it's, it's really following on from um, from last week's episode when we discussed the sort of flippant use of the term OCD. Yeah. And we know that people throw that about, and it's rarely in context. Um, and, and someone used a phrase um, on one of our Zoom meetings recently where they described themselves as having an addictive personality. Um, and it wasn't a term I was ever particularly happy with, but as it was raised, I thought that I'd I'd look, I'd look a bit further into it, which I did. So that's that's what I wanted to talk about, really, because I read a number of articles, um, and they all seem to come to the same conclusion that there's there's no such thing as an addictive personality. You know, there's there's been a lot of attempts, there's been a lot of research into this, and and no single addictive personality trait is common to everyone with addictions has ever been found. Um, You know, fundamentally, the idea of a general addictive personality is a myth. Um, hence my working title and that's what that's what they came to the conclusion all these articles led down to down to that uh, particular point um you know standard, an addictive personality it's not an actual psychiatric diagnosis you don't get diagnosed as having a, an addictive personality no i mean, i don't know if you come up if, if, if anyone has ever sat in your chair and said to you that's that's what they've it's all it's always a self-diagnosis issue as i say because no one from the medical profession would put that upon anyone
0: yeah people absolutely do say that um in fact there are kind of two um things that people say that are of similar ilk one is that uh i know i've got an addictive personality so people say that and the other one which is kind of related to it is although it's nothing to do with addiction really is when people say i think i'm just lazy you know when they're when they're when they're finding themselves unable to do something so i suppose it does apply to a certain extent because when people are Um, trying to make change for themselves but finding themselves unable to do it sometimes the thing they fall back on is saying i think i'm just a lazy person and it seems to me that the thing that unifies both those statements is that they're both a cop out yeah yeah i think so they're both a refusal to take personal responsibility for the problem yeah (coughs) yeah no i agree
1: and I think the lazy one, that's quite an interesting one, really. I've I'd never, I'd never thought of it. I don't think I've ever heard anyone describe themselves as just fundamentally lazy. And obviously you have. I mean, it's, it's, um. so what are they complaining about? They just say, oh, I don't want to be lazy anymore. What do they come and see you for? What do they what
0: say? No, what, the, what the, it tends to come up. The context in which it tends to come up is when um, people get kind of stuck in the same patterns and they come in and they say the same things session after session and they okay. recognize that things aren't changing but of course as we've discussed many times before mostly changing takes effort and yeah. sometimes it's painful to make that effort and so where people end up when they recognize themselves going through the you know the same cycles time and time again nothing shifting they're looking for a reason why they're not moving and the one that they come up with is well maybe i'm just maybe i'm just lazy i can't be bothered you know and i always say to people well, I always tell them it's a cop-out and I say, you know, if I asked you about something you really enjoy doing and you know, I asked them to think of something they enjoy doing and they can usually think of something, I say, well, do you find yourself lazy when you're going to do that? No. Well, so it's not laziness it, then, is it? Because you, you can't be lazy only in relation to certain things in your life because what you're saying is I am a lazy person in the same way as someone would say I have an addictive personality. You know, it's the, it's, yeah. a, it's a blanket application for something which you know doesn't it doesn't fit, does it? It doesn't fit, and
1: I think we can we can easily use it in the recovery community because it is it's almost like a it's like a blame. You can blame it upon that. That's the way I'm built. You know, we've we've all said you know we've we've said, I've come across people like that often. In the past they where they're struggling with their recovery they perhaps keep lapsing and they say well i'm, I'm that's I'm, I'm an addict i'm an alcoholic that's what i do and almost throw the towel in behind that statement behind that sentiment yeah, and it, people- it, but it, it, it's it tends to me i think it's just only lazy i haven't really thought about it before. probably it's, it's lacking the motivation to do things that are a little bit more tricky or outside that comfort zone we talked about in the past once you once you stray into that you have to put effort in and so to stay within your comfort zone you can become quite lazy can't you and just stay there and do the things which you'll easily easy to do and easily within your grasp but you don't grow as a person
0: yeah I think sometimes people do it out of (laughs) ignorance as well so people might say um so if someone's really struggled with addiction for a long time they might say I've got an addictive personality because they do believe that's a thing and they think that that is the problem that is underpinning um in the same way as people quite often have come in to me and said um you know my mother or my father was depressed or I've got a relative that committed suicide or whatever so I know depression's in the family so I know I'm always going to have to struggle with it and I I always so that to me that's kind of that's born out of ignorance yeah I always say to people then hang on let me just stop you there do you have any proof for that no and then it's about asking them how that belief helps them because of course it doesn't help when you tell yourself you're going to have problems with addiction because you've got an addictive personality or you're going to be depressed because there's depression in your family. What you're really doing is you're saying, I know I can't fix this. And of course, as yeah. soon as we tell ourselves we can't fix something, we stop trying. Of course you do.
1: We do. and I think you people strange that area where they think if there is depression or alcoholism or addiction, of any sort within the family, it's a predetermination for them, rather than a potential predisposition, which I'll come on to in a moment. Um, and, and I think you have to divide those up because you don't necessarily become have to become depressed or have to become an addict because your parents suffer from that disease or your grandparents or whatever. It's not. But again, it, it's um, you can you can lean on that a bit too heavily sometimes, and, and, and uh, as you say, shirk your responsibility towards it.
0: Yeah, I think one of the reasons people do that, particularly with something like addiction or depression is that what they've done is they've grown up particularly if it's in the family they've grown up seeing that that is the response to emotional difficulty so if you grow up with a parent who drinks in in response to emotional difficulty what you're really doing is learning that that is the right response and if you grow up with a parent who's depressed or anxious all the time you're learning about that being a response to certain things in life so rather than it being inevitable that you will feel like that, it becomes a kind of very, uh, almost an enticing uh, way of responding to events because that's what you've been taught. You know, it's been modelled to you.
1: That's really, that's, that's really interesting you, you say that because um, I've borrowed a few extracts from a book um, when I was researching this from an American author. Uh, she's called Maya, Maya Salovitz. And she, she, she uh, has, has written a book called The Unbroken Brain, um and she's written for the new york times and, and the washington post and uh and she, she writes her own books as well but she she quite interestingly rebrands addiction as a learning disorder mm. um I'll, I'll probably have to read the whole book to fully understand uh what she's getting at and to come to terms with that and the context she's saying but it's sort of almost dovetails with what you're saying there
0: yeah well yeah i mean i don't i don't know her work but it sounds quite interesting but yes that is kind of that's the point that i'm making that it's like uh, it's um, dysfunctional learning. Yeah. Yeah. Which so is, in, that, which so in that respect, it's not our fault. But, you know, in any recovery, what we what we need is to be open minded enough to recognize that the beliefs that we hold hard might not be accurate. Yeah.
1: You're right. And I think that, um, you know, but um, again, you, you can't lean on that just as the one reason that you will become addicted, because you've got, you know, that, that's, I'm going to come on to you know, the, the different characteristics, which make up this personality, which shows that it is, there isn't one personality that fits all. I think it'd be much easier probably to treat if there was, if there was a one personality, you say, well, that's the, that's, the, that's the personality, this is what we're going to deal with it. There's such a, well, Personalities are complex, aren't they? They're, you know, they're, they're, not forever,
0: right. they're also forever changing. I mean, people think about personality as being, you know, often as being fixed point, but of course it isn't. You know, if I ask you, if I said to you, "Who are you today?" and you described it to me, well, I wouldn't really be that interested in listening. Um, I wouldn't want to. Say. <laughs> <laughs> if I asked you again next month, you'd say different things about yourself. That's the nature. Yeah, you, that. you can't. You know, it's like trying to nail jelly to a wall. You can't tell someone consistently who you are and expect to be coming up with the same things
1: no you can't i mean there's not um there's not one specific type of person that's i think that's the the article or the the book goes on to 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 explore that's more prone to addiction than others you know there's there's lots of different factors that combine to make you more likely to become addicted and that's where that's where she goes into these different areas i just wanted to look at one or two of those if that's all right with 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 you
0: yeah i suppose so is that all right (laughs) Actually,
1: actually, before I start, I just wanted to, um, just wanted. To, I think we've we've become we become influence, influencers. People have been listening to our stuff, right? Because uh, following last week's episode, where we mentioned the relaxing Tibetan singing bowls, which is which is pretty, which is pretty bloody obscure. You have got to admit, um, there was a lady this week on Good Morning Britain, uh, and she was playing a little meditative tune on some um it's it's, I mean, well, it's not really a tune is it it's more like a, a cacophony of, of pleasant sounds isn't it but uh, I thought that's that's strange I've never heard of them before I mentioned them but we mentioned them next thing you know Good Morning Britain's taken up with it even I only tend to watch Good Morning Britain because I like listening to what Susanna Reid has to say
0: well yeah I mean I sp- I, the, I'm just the, um I'm just letting the idea of you being a social media influencer play across <laughs> me <laughs>
1: Well, no, I'll do it. i it, it collectively. I said I I'll use the term "we," so you know oh, you're in
0: that as well. Does that mean we might? Maybe we'll get approached for sponsorships and things.
1: By <laughs> the Tibetan singing bowl company. Yeah, we might do.
0: Might we? <laughs> well, they might send us a, a load of Tibetan singing bowls <laughs> that we can practice with.
1: <laughs> I think it's it would be, be a bit like if someone moves in next door to you that's decided to take up the drums, you know what I mean? It would drive you mad.
0: It? <laughs> <laughs> I'd quite like to have a go on a Tibetan singing bowl, actually. Well, so we're we'll we the- out there listening, Any, t- if the Tibetan singing bowl company is listening, I wouldn't mind having a little go. <laughs> it, looks,
1: it looks like a good trick to play. It looks quite... Probably easy to, it looks easy, probably to get a, a, a half decent tune, you've got to know your, know your way around your bowls.
0: I don't think, <laughs> I don't think the <laughs> idea is that you, you know, do a cover version of Sergeant Pepper's Lonely Hearts Club, <laughs> kind of handle. on them.
1: <laughs> No, that's why I didn't describe it as a tune, it's <laughs> just a sort of a, a noise, really. But I don't think the word noise it's does it It's quite relaxing, justice. though, isn't it?
0: It's quite relaxing. Exactly, I did listen to yeah. That, I did listen to that track you put on the play- playlists. <laughs> it's quite relaxing
1: i think everyone should listen to that don't they i don't Just think to, i
0: wouldn't i wouldn't have thought that many people would have it on their um playlist for a workout <laughs> no but
1: if they want to go to sleep or to relax them down before before if they're having trouble sleeping that'd yeah. be ideal it? yeah take take away for take you away from the moment certainly sleep.
0: <laughs> oh here we go you've really got to learn how to turn notifications
1: off on your phone I did learn. I did it last week and the week before, but I've just forgot this week.
0: That's because I've had an injection. I'm not thinking straight. Oh, you just told me that there was no after effects. Don't, don't flip in, you know. Now, you see, what you're doing is you're being selective. It's like someone saying, I'm just lazy. You're being selective about your side effects.
1: No, my personality has changed from 20 minutes ago when we started this. <laughs> <I'm> different now. It <laughs> doesn't take long. It's kicked in anyway so oh, let's we... hope it's
0: changed for the better then
1: <laughs> should we should we drag this a little bit back on track then yeah go on yeah i was just uh, just going into those factors that uh, that make up an addict or make up um, make up the the, the the addict person not their personality particularly but um we talked about genes earlier on but it's been it's been absolutely proven uh, time yeah. and time again that it does have a massive influence upon yeah. uh, upon the uh, the making of, of an addict yeah um uh, that was that. That can that can make up to fifty percent of the overall. If you're looking at a sort of a pie chart, and half of it be taken up with with genetics, and the rest are made up with other things such as um, well, uh, the friends you hang out with, um, which you know, I can I can relate oh, to. Oh, see so you're
0: blaming you, me then, are you?
1: You are absolutely terrible influence upon me <laughs> j- during my uh, during my very vulnerable
0: years. <laughs> Crikey, I wonder when we get to this that I'm responsible for your, your problems with alcohol. It's
1: taken me it's taken me three seasons to get there, but I think we've we've honed in on it eventually.
0: Well, that's sometimes <laughs> what happens in therapy, you know. People don't come straight in and straight out with what they want to talk about. Sometimes it takes uh, a while. So, you know, it's taken okay. you seventy six sessions. Yeah, it has. It's taken me eighteen months. That's okay. I, I well I was talking about this with in supervision a few weeks ago that I seem to specialise in long term work, so I suppose Do that, you? Yeah, I think so, yeah. That's because you're too slow with what you're doing, obviously. <laughs> I think we've had that conversation, haven't we?
1: The other one of the big factors, which you again sort of touched on earlier, was about the, the environment you grow up in and yep. the normalisation around around your uh, p- potentially your dr- your drug of choice, which in many cases is alcohol. Yeah. So it is. If, if and I, I hadn't really thought about it as if you experience or look at your parents and they're using it in a certain way. Um, if they're using it to you know in in times of trouble um I hadn't really thought of that I've, you know I've thought of you know people drinking well my parents didn't drink you know it's it's weird so that was never an issue even though my dad worked in the drinks industry in the alcoholic drinks industry he never really drank very very rarely
0: no but um as you go down through your list I expect you'll I'm, I'm sure you'll cover all the ones that I could think of but as you go down your list I think what you're what you're um, finding you know, or you can conclude that although you might not be able to put a tick against all of them you can put a tick against some of them and the combination of those are what create your problems with addiction
1: that's it and that's why it's complex that's why there's not one personality it's a matrix which you you, you pick and choose from it's a pick and mix virtually to
0: come up with your with with the individual addict <laughs> yeah i bet pick and mix <laughs> yeah. won't be won't happen anymore after covid will it i suppose it won't especially yeah. the
1: open it's open shelves like they used to have in
0: Woolworths yeah. back in the
1: day yeah. yeah,
0: I don't think that's going to happen anymore. You won't be, you don't want to have someone else's um fizzy worm, do you? <laughs> that they, that they, you, don't, you don't want to eat some, some fizzy worm someone else has been fingering.
1: No, you don't.
0: No. Last <laughs> thing on someone else's shirt, sure, but dip that in your hand. <laughs> well, it would be the first time for you, would it? <laughs>
1: Oh dear! I do. Like, this is supposed to be. That was, this is supposed to be an important message I'm getting across, here, and you're ridiculing it. <laughs> but anyway,
0: the <laughs> yeah, next what else, point. What is, else? Yeah,
1: yeah. Next point, um, uh, which I would definitely tick,
0: is, is trauma. That was the one I was thinking of for you. Yeah,
1: yeah. Trauma, and especially uh, bereavement within that trauma. Um, yeah. And we get we get a lot of people. We we get people that have been in the services that come to groups. Since we've got PTSD, for example. So that the trauma is very much a, a massive part. And it, it, was, it was for me, um, but there's others that have come up that I that I hadn't really thought of before. But um, they said it's the, they quite often find it in addicts. Those people that are they have a love of excitement, they have a love of taking risks. Mm-hmm. And I'm sure if we, we talked about you know people with, with gambling addictions in the past, but I mean, that is that's that's what really is a driving force of them, isn't it?
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're looking for a thrill, aren't you?
1: Yeah, you are. Yeah, and they said impulsivity can be one as well. Uh, you're making you're making snap decisions without you know, considering the long term consequences. Those sort of people tend to drift towards a uh, a, a drug of choice in the end as well.
0: Mm. Yeah, perhaps that's one one of the reasons why I've never had problems with anything addictive because I'm definitely not a thrill seeker. I'm, no, I don't like anything exciting at all. <laughs>
1: <laughs> no, I could say, there's an awful lot I could say there, but I'll I'm, 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 I'm let, I'm let that one slide. <laughs> drag the episode into into areas we don't want to go uh, the less excitement the better that's what i say <laughs> <laughs>
0: well
1: well there's an old saying also that um, you can't exhibit addictive behaviors uh, to a substance unless you're exposed to that substance which is going to be true isn't it you can't become addictive to something which you which you never see or, or never come across which is probably why alcoholism is by far and away the, the most common addiction I mean, which is why now in groups, you know, it's probably 85 to 90 percent of people come along are are alcoholics. And that reflects the amount that reflects the uh, if you look at the uh, recovery community as a whole or the addict community as a whole. Ninety percent, 85 to 90 percent of them are alcohol related.
0: It also explains why um, there's such a problem with people being addicted to their phones because everyone's got one.
1: Yeah, well, exactly, exactly. But another interesting point that came up in that book, which I'm not sure—I'm not sure how—I'd have to think about it more, really. Um, but they were saying that um, the reason you can't be, you can't use the term addictive personalities because a lot of people they studied only had one addiction, and so that their addiction didn't go across into other areas.
0: But that's that was uh, that was kind of the point I was making earlier when when you know, I was talking about people saying they're lazy. Oh, okay. You can't you can't really if you've got an addictive personality you would expect it to apply in more than one place wouldn't you
1: exactly exactly yeah exactly you would but the, this, the number of a number of addicts that they that in these studies that they've carried out quite extensive studies would have one addiction and not others um I, uh, my experience is a lot of the people that i've dealt with do have a lot of others i must admit um but it but it's not exclusively like that so i was um I, I learned bits when I was doing my studies for this for this week's episode. I was uh, quite interested. I read a lot more than I perhaps normally do, but I found it interesting. And I'm going to read a lot more because I think there's particularly that book that I was talking about, about about you know rebranding addiction as a learning disorder, which fits into what you were saying. um I need to know more about that. I think.
0: Yeah, I think there's a, there are a, a couple of other things I would add to that list. One would be the way your brain is wired. I think there's a lot of yeah, research, research now, certainly in neuroscience to suggest that brain wiring and the way our different you know our, our brains are wired differently has an impact on whether we're likely to um fall into the clutches of addiction and the other one which is something that we've spoken about a lot over the months is um something like anxiety or depression leading you towards addiction rather than being something that addiction causes
1: yeah, yeah, no, no, you're right. I, mean, I think they yeah, were looking at traits here that are personality-wise, um, rather than other other styles of influences, because there's lots of other influences that potentially could push you towards it. I think they yeah, were looking at really just the, the actual characteristics of the person. So yeah, there's, there's a lot more to be to be explored in that. So I'm I'm looking forward to that. I think yes, there's I can learn a lot more on that one.
0: I look forward to hearing about it because i' not did, I'm, do, I'm not going to do any reading on it, as you can imagine. Well,
1: no, I don't want you to. I don't you get <laughs> I want to be the expert in that area. you can do you can do your other bits and pieces.
0: <laughs> yeah, I don't want to get involved in
1: it. Thank you <laughs> um so anyway i'm I'm sort of um, coming towards the end of my uh, uh, the notes here. Have you thought of so a way I... of
0: have you thought of a segue into gratitude then?
1: no i haven't no i was um i, I left it um fallow this week particularly because i didn't want you to sort of be searching the whole way through the episode thinking when's he going to do the segue you'd lose focus
0: i think that might be the first time the word fallow has been used in any episode
1: is it right okay well i i, I can't it's a good, go, I'm not good word go, isn't it i'm not going to go back and check it check the, <laughs> the previous episode just to satisfy i'm surprised you haven't got I...
0: every word on a bloody spreadsheet
1: uh, no, well, I've got all my notes in, in in order, so I can go back and check them. Obviously, but um, not every word is spoken. No,
0: can you put? Uh, couldn't you um, get a transcript of every single episode and put it into an SQL database?
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, I suppose I could if I wanted to. Or I had the time or could be could be bothered. I'm just too lazy to do that. How about that?
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's true. Actually, right. So it's <laughs> gratitude, then, is it? Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> well, well um, shall I go first? Go on. Um so this week I'm grateful uh I'm grateful for having a sense of humor which I think is something that probably I don't know about this but, but I think it probably strengthens as you get older. I've been planting a lot of stuff in the garden in my raised beds and almost um as a matter of course every time I put something in the raised bed the day after I go and look and the slugs have eaten it. Okay. So um yep. it's it's like a complete wasteland out there. <laughs> And there was a time I know there would have been a time when I'd have been really aggravated about that, but actually it's it's so, it's happening so frequently it's actually quite amusing. So that's oh, okay, grateful. I'm grateful this week that I seem more able than perhaps I once was to uh, laugh at my own misfortune.
1: Uh, yeah, that's yeah, there's a bit of humility in that. I think that's 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 good. Um, but finding yeah, I mean um, finding humour in the way slugs eat your your, your your hard work they destroy it quite quickly yeah um it seems strange isn't there something you can put on there you know, slug away or something like that can't you go out there with a baseball bat or whatever i don't know how you get rid of slugs but there must no, be somewhere if, if i, see the, slug, if I see the
0: slugs or the snails in the beds then i pick them up and throw them over the fence <laughs> in someone else's garden yeah i don't really want to kill them i don't really i don't really like the idea of killing them um but i don't just don't want them in my House, you know, it's like oh,
1: you move them on into your neighbour's
0: garden. You no, not I don't throw them into the neighbour's gardens. I will throw them over the back fence where there isn't okay. any garden. There's only a, a passageway, so they they're quite happy. They can be quite happily wandering along there eating stuff. But sure, don't come and yeah. eat my don't come and eat my runner beans and sweet corn. <laughs> and well, I could give you a great long list of everything they've eaten. No, yeah, the th- not the really. The thing about it is, I it can spend you know I can spend weeks cultivating. These little delicate plants, and I put them out overnight. Bang, gone. Yeah, Actually, it's well, making can, me it's making me angry just thinking about it. <laughs> Perhaps well, I haven't I got sense- quite such a sense of humour about it. After all, <laughs> <laughs> I can sense it, mate. <laughs> but anyway, I'm going I'm to move
1: it, move you on then, so because I don't want really to get to get worse. Um, I'm, I'm going to go for vaccinations. Okay, have we not had vaccinations? Is, we have. I'm bringing oh, it back. Okay. I'm bringing it back only because again, it was. Um, because uh, we decided it was okay to have, it, have things more than once on the gratitude list, I'm bringing yeah. it back. A because it was dealt with again so efficiently yesterday It was absolutely brilliant. Yeah. Um, and um, I just watching that, I think I'm more am gra- more grateful for it because I've been watching on the television about there's you know the terrible scenes in India and the terrible scenes in other other countries that don't have this uh, the same rollout that we have. I'm sort of grateful to be to be to be in the UK at the moment, where we, we are actually getting on track to getting everyone vaccinated within a few months, mm.
0: and grateful to be as old as we are, so that we're higher up the list.
1: We got in there first, didn't we? <laughs> we Got in there early doors, which is good. Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, very good. But, but I was also
1: grateful for being able to um, to go. We, we had an outdoor meeting yesterday in, in Moat Park. Yep. And I, I was grateful to be able to go and pick up one of their ladies that wanted to come to group that I'd never met before. She was on, I've only ever seen her on Zoom. Um, she's uh, she's reliant upon a wheelchair, but I was grateful to be able to pick her up and bring her, that's Ronnie, who's one of their biggest fans, mm-hmm. um, to, Hi, to go and to, to bring her across into uh, into Moat Park to meet everyone. I was grateful to, be to have the opportunity to do that. I'm sure she was very grateful to be to, to to come across, uh, but I was grateful to be able
0: to do it. That was... Um... Uh, uncharacteristically kind and generous of you
1: Generate, yeah well overly generous in many ways I thought yeah, yeah I don't think I've
0: ever known that sort of generosity from you in over 40 years
1: yeah no I like Ronnie <laughs> she's nice well, you're, you're just not <laughs> anyway yeah, yes fair enough <laughs> uh, what about um well I'm going to go on to my I'm going to go on to my Spotify search if you if you don't mind what did you search for this week then well, I did put in Addictive Personality, and there's loads of them. Really? Yeah, I know. Yeah, I, I thought it was a bit well, of a. Well, there's loads of stuff.
0: songs called Addictive Personality. Yeah, yeah, there is. There is. Yeah. There if was, I, there if was I wrote a-, a song and called it Addictive Personality, I'd think, nah, that's not a very good title.
1: Oh, no. Well, there's there's absolutely loads to choose from. There's one in there by our old friend Graham Candy. I like him because <laughs> he sounds so <almost> much like you. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> We've.
1: We first mentioned him in season three, episode uh, 17.
0: Oh, did you put that into the SQL database? Find out.
1: And the, well, well, yeah, we, that was in the episode on how to build trust. And Graham <laughs> Candy came up then. Uh, so I'd like to if I can get Graham Candy in. <laughs> well, in. What, was his, <laughs> what was
0: his song in that episode then?
1: Um, I think it was, it was called Trust. It was just called Trust.
0: Um, <laughs> do you think he's do you think he's just writing songs based on our episodes?
1: <laughs> I think he is. I think he's trying to pick up. I think it's actually it might actually be you, it might be your pseudonym. You haven't really thought out properly. There was another one um with the same title by a band called Acid Bandage. Um I quite liked the name, um, but couldn't find anything about them at all. When you on Wikipedia, there's they only they only appear on on Spotify and Bandcamp. There's no no biologs about them or anything,
0: which is strange. Acid, acid bandage. Acid bandage, yeah. That'd be silly, wouldn't it, having a bandage made of acid? That'd just be counterproductive.
1: Well, no, well, you put it in, if you put acid bandage into uh, into Google search, you come up with all these medical bandages that they use for you oh. know, for, for, get, for getting rid of skin complaints and all this sort of thing. Oh, so, so is, it's a real thing. Yeah, 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 yeah. So I've got rid of that because their track wasn't very good either. But the one I'm going to go for is by a band, which I quite like their name, they're called Smiley Foot Which I quite like. Smiley Foot, foot. they're an uh, an indie rock band from Pennsylvania, Um, uh, and the the track, the Addictive Personality track, is very good. So that's the one I'm going to put on our on our playlist for this week.
0: Smiley Foot, they do sound like an indie band. They do, don't they? Yeah,
1: yeah. They do some other tracks. I listened to a few of their tracks. They do one called Shit Song, which is 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 quite good. Is it? It, Yes, it is (laughs) deliberately so. And another one I liked was called Mummy Loves Everyone Except for Daddy, which I thought was quite good. <laughs> <laughs> so that's my, that's my introduction to
0: Smiley Foot. Oh, look, crikey, there's a, there must be a story in there.
1: Yeah, there must be, wasn't there? <laughs> yeah. yeah. But feel free to explore uh, Smiley Foot at your convenience.
0: Yeah, I might have a look at a Smiley Foot. They, sound quite, they certainly sound as if they've got a sense of humour.
1: Yeah, they have, yeah. Yeah, so they're good. <laughs>
0: So what's the uh, the rest of the day got in store for you then? Well,
1: I I didn't really want to plan anything because I felt too rubbishy. Um, but I should if I if I feel okay, I should go and uh, I should still do just do a bit of a uh, bit of cooking, put my stuff on. Put my, I've got some chicken thighs. I'm going to put salt out in a minute. But I may well go out for a walk. Um, you, you're, you're how, gonna, well, how
0: are What are you going to cook your chicken thighs?
1: So well, what I do right? <laughs> a bit of olive oil, I'm, I'm, a bit of yeah. herbs, a bit, yeah. of herbs a bit of mixed yeah. herbs, a bit of chili flakes. How about that? Same yeah. as everything I've <laughs>
0: <laughs> it's exactly what you put in your water when you boil your gammon
1: exactly it's all there mate i, like, I just like that particular taste i can apply it to any any meat right so oil, so really... olive
0: oil chili flakes mixed herbs banging yeah in the yeah. Oven.
1: yeah yeah
0: peas and carrots peas and carrots, oh, spinach yeah. i expect you like
1: spinach don't you I've got, I've got i've got spinach yeah i always have i always have a couple of bags of spinach on the go like popeye anyway well have a good day and you, mate, and we'll um, we we'll, we'll think of something uh, equally terrible to talk about next week.
0: Yeah, we'll do. <laughs> All right, I'll see you next week. Laters. Later's. Later's. Bye. Bye. Sideways was created by Graham Landy and Martin Pankhurst. If you want to read more about our work or sort through the extensive archive of past episodes just visit grahamlandywellbeing.co.uk forward slash sideways-podcast. You can follow us on Twitter or Facebook or Instagram at sidewayspodcast and you can email us if you have a question or if there's something you'd like us to cover. But most of all, we want to tell you how grateful we are that you come and listen and we ask that if you've enjoyed what you've heard, that you spread the word. And we'll see you next week.